0: Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles. I'm rolling in recording on this here Friday, February the 25th. And today I want to talk about the need or the ability to recognize what you're seeing. Now tell you what I mean. I've done podcasts before and blogs and spoken to people before about the value of trapping. A lot of people say that the trapping done, for example, in Wing Chun... Or the Filipino martial arts, or silat, or kuntao—they don't work against the boxer or in in today's environment. And I always say, remember, there's a difference between a fight and a self-defense situation. And if trapping didn't work, it would not have been invented to deal with the situations that were happening then, and that largely happen now. So there's that. And then. I started telling people to watch Mike Tyson boxing. He would snatch a person's hands down or trap their hands before he threw his uppercut and hook all the time. I asked them to watch Bernard Hopkins, where he does this thing called cuffing, which is where he can literally trap your uppercut against his body before he counters. There's a lot of things like that out there in the world of boxing that people just didn't Uh, equate with trapping because of the position of the hands. Rest assured, if it had not been a boxing match, their hands would have looked a lot like we see in the traditional martial arts in terms of trapping. But I digress. That's trapping. We're not going to talk about trapping right now. What we're going to talk about is drunken style Kung Fu. Now, if you don't know the story, it is a traditional belief that Eight immortals were on their way to Nirvana, receiving enlightenment, and they drank heavily on the way to enlightenment. And as such, the moves they developed were based off of drunken, their drunken staggerings and their drunken movements. Now, people, again, confuse kata with fighting ability, and I've gone into that a million times before. Not going to do it right now. But the thing that you're missing is the concept of drunken Kung Fu, which is to move in a helter-skelter way so that your enemy or your opponent is tricked into thinking they can hit you when they cannot, or that you can strike them when they don't think you can. If you need some modern-day context for this, I'm going to go from some of the better examples to some of the not-so-great examples. If you want to see drunken kung fu or the concept of drunkenness in full display, look up the fighter Michael Venom Page, MMA fighter who currently fights for Bellator. He has been accused a million times of showboating. And granted, there is a flashy aspect to his response to these techniques. But that's largely for marketing. And for self-promotion. If you watch the way he moves. And the way he controls distance. He was very difficult to hit. And he's able to dart in and out. In a way. That allows him to, to land. Devastating and damaging. Attacks to his opponent. And again. People accuse him of being a showboat. If you want to look. Um, if you want to look further than that, you can look into the world of boxing and look at the greatest uses or the greatest proponents of the Philly shell defense. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Patterson, and there's a third fighter, a Latino fighter, whose name escapes me right now. But, conceptually, it's the same thing. You have one hand down near your waist and one hand up near your face, and you think that one would be able to land punches on them rather easily, but we've seen that that is not the case. And while I do not promote, or I'm not a huge proponent of the Philly Shell-style defense outside of boxing with gloves on, the concept of it is still there, right? Look at what Muhammad Ali did. He kept his hands down, he moved smoothly in a way that allowed him to throw stinging punches and not get hit. If you want to see it in action... If you want to see the fastest moving heavyweight I've ever seen... And probably anybody's ever seen... Watch where he puts himself in the corner... And allows a man to throw punches at him... With his hands on the ropes... That is a spectacular... Use... Of the drunken theory of fighting... If you want to go back to boxing again... You can look at Amir Khan... And while I don't... Think that his... Usage... Of the drunken concept was at the highest level it definitely was effective until people figured out the flaws and the way he was using it, he was very effective people like to give Dominic Cruz a lot of credit for how he uses his footwork and his angles but I'm not so much a fan of his because he wastes a ton of energy He's very herky-jerky, and he only lands at a rate of about 25%, which is wildly ineffective in self-defense especially, but even in sport fighting. If you, want to look in the, if you want to look into MMA again, probably the best use of the drunken concept besides Michael Page is probably Anderson Silva in his prime. Now, even in his later years he was able to use trapping, ironically, with a mixture of kind of like Wing Chun and 52 Blocks, if you don't know what that is. Look it up. He's able to use those concepts very effectively against Stefan Bonner and specifically against Michael Bisbee, where he was able to trap roll and counter in a way that makes him extremely elusive as he is no longer as agile as he was before. So, don't think that because someone's not standing around pretending to hold a cup and drinking that they're not using the concept of drunken kung fu. You guys and ladies really need to look at things conceptually before you decide that something doesn't work. Like people say all the time, you know, all those jump spinning kicks don't work. Until they started working, right? People were led to believe that the straight-up hardcore Muay Thai style was the most effective way. Until people started realizing that the distance used to land these spinning techniques, these jump techniques, were outside of the standard range of Muay Thai kicks because of how they stand and the fact that they kick with their shin. So again, I really need you folks out there to recognize what you're seeing. There's a lot of trapping. There's a lot of drunken style Kung Fu conceptually in boxing, kickboxing, and in other combat sports. Don't believe that just because something doesn't look exactly like the way you have seen it displayed in a demonstration, that it does not exist because that's simply not true. It's kind of like looking at a picture of a model. You know darn well that in real life, with filters, lighting, special effects, that they don't look exactly like their picture. But to say that a person is not pretty or a person is not handsome because they are not exactly what you saw in the picture doesn't make sense. And some of these techniques are the same way. Conceptually, conceptually, the techniques work fine. And with the proper training, like we always talk about, and the application of that training, they absolutely work. So don't fool yourself into thinking and thinking, thinking that the things that you see aren't viable because they don't look exactly like the way you've seen them. I'm going to go ahead and step out with that. So you guys and ladies, hope you're staying sane, safe, and sanitary out there. Check me out at thomasmartialarts.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, all the places where you typically find people. But by far the most important thing is please be kind to yourselves and each other.